Welcome to the Brighton Pub Odyssey. I'm your drinking pal, Adrian, and as always, I'm joined by Lush Paddy and Barfly Dan. Every episode, we prepare the malt of historical research, boil the wart of good-natured chat, and of course, add a little yeasty innuendo before filtering it all through the findings of digital audio workstations and uploading the whole shebang to the bottling plant of wherever you get your podcasts. Which is, of course, to say that we research and then go on a little pub crawl to three pubs, have a pint and a little natter in each. Mm. Yes, we. I mean, we do the we do the the pubbage, but all the we around the sort of uploading and the editing and the. I think is that the is the, what's the opposite of the royal, the royal we, the singular I'm we. Pretty sure we we all record audio and and. I'm recording into a digital audio workstation Adrian at the moment. Has I've applied a compressor episodes. to my voice. I'm going to upload true. it at some point over the next two weeks. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. It's a team effort. It's a team. We turn effort. up on time. Yes, like in this episode, you've turned up bang on time. I wasn't in the pub on my own for an hour, having yeah. just got soaked. Well, whose fault was that? God's. <laughs> it was it was poor it was piss poor Raz zone management. Well, we should we should uh, we should dive straight in with we weren't actually in a Raz zone this time, which is what sort of made it tricky. Uh, why weren't we in a Raz zone, Adrian? So, oh, because because you're shit. Right. Yes, I'll answer the question. <laughs> so this episode was uh, is what we're calling a last orders episode and in my pub-based research over time I've got multiple Google alerts for for the word Brighton pub opening closing um so I get like G I get like mess you know articles through about pubs that are opening and closing in Brighton and Essentially, three. We found out about three pubs that were uh, supposedly closing. One of them imminently closing will actually be closed. Is closed now at the time of recording this intro. And well, it was closed six hours after we were there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the last night. So we thought we wanted to sort of wave farewell to these pubs as they're as they're heading. Heading off to Valhalla, is that <laughs> As their fiery ship drifts off onto the horizon. Yeah, we wanted to go and fire an arrow at them to make sure they, they went up in uh, went up well and now they're um We committed arson is what we're saying. Yes, yeah. we set fire Good to Good riddance pubs. to poorly kept ale. <laughs> <laughs> um The pubs we went to were the Hanover. Lovely. Yeah, we also went to the Colonnade Bar, which is next to Brighton Theatre, and we That's went nice. to the Prince Albert's, which is Ooh, one of the most I'm famous pubs good. in Brighton. If you've ever seen a picture of a Brighton pub, 
it probably would be the Prince Albert. I thought if you've ever seen a picture of Dan's got kids, that's <laughs> that's a Prince Albert. <laughs> I regret it to this day. I know you can remove it, but you know, it's sort of like self-flagellation. <laughs> How else are you going to keep your knob in place when you're driving off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the listeners will probably be wondering, uh, because one of the pubs is called Prince Albert, surely three mature adults such as ourselves aren't going to spend most of that episode talking about penises. Mm. That's exactly what we did. We, we, it wasn't most. I reckon it was 15 We did discuss... It was we the, did talk about the, the cultural crescendo. decline of our city. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. There's some highs and lows, weren't there? It was like a bit of... Uh, well, the listeners will hear from themselves, but it was very much... Uh, it was very much the best of us and the worst of us <laughs> at the same time, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's half Spinoza, half Jersey Shore. <laughs> I don't know what Jersey Shore is. Uh, Jer- Jersey Shore. Mm. It's, do you know The Only Way is Essex? Mm, I've heard of something called that. What I know, I know where is? Essex is. What? It's a reality TV show mm. which follows... Uh, people from Essex Mm -hmm. and their shenanigans when partying it it, it would be like if you were were searching for the low denominator of culture that would be something you'd reach for like keeping up with the Kardashians Mm -hmm. or Jersey Shore's the American equivalent of The Only Way is Essex should we have another jingle for like we explain popular culture to each other <laughs> <laughs> based on half remembered truths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems to happen a lot. I've seen completely because I don't watch any. Do you watch any terrestrial TV? I don't have one. No. I've never seen an episode of any of these, but I do know what they are. Mm. Yeah, just by osmosis, you mm. likewise, you just by osmosis, you absorb. But what what have you what would you have maybe heard about them on? Talking um, to friends that watch it. Oh, really? I've only got yeah. seven friends, and three of them are you. <laughs> Sorry. I've only got like seven <laughs> friends, but Somehow uh, that makes yeah, sense. Read, re- reading articles on the internet sometimes from proper newspapers and other times from uh, sexual assault allegations from yeah, yeah. cast members. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's in the news, it's in articles, it's on comments boards, mm. it's, it's everywhere. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just a much more highbrow, travelling in a much more higher sort of social milieu than you guys, and so I just don't come across this kind of tawdry nonsense. Um, Do you ever feel like you're sat at a station and the train of proletariat experience is just passing you by? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but then I'm glad. I'm like, look at that proletariat experience You're moving by. Exactly. It. Yeah. <laughs> and if if it comes too close, I, I press its head into the dirt with my foot and I say, <laughs> get, get me a fucking macaroon and take me to an art gallery, you fuckers. Um, yeah. So so that's kind of yeah, that I'm, might explain it. I'm happy to wallow in the mud um, every now and then. I think it's good for your skin. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. My skin is terrible. My my metaphorical sort of skin is peeling off, which is why I'm such a horrendous <laughs> human being. Um. Yeah. But yeah, maybe if I got why? down and wallowed a bit more. Why are we talking about this? I can't remember. Oh, 
god. <laughs> I can't remember either. <laughs> Uh, you said we said it was like the best, the best and the worst of us, and you said Spinoza and right. something about. So Essex. we talk we talk about highbrow things, we talk about lowbrow things. Um, it does tend towards come, but there's some highbrow. Mm. In there. Maybe that's what we should change the podcast name to. It does tend towards come. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's pretty much every single episode. It's all perva- not all pervasive, but it's you know it's it's very common. And I I the even when Brighton I'm making a come odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very different podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just like even when I'm making a concerted effort not to speak about it, it comes up somehow. It's just ridiculous. It's just like the ju- juvenile mind of like a a twelve-year-old boy that's just learnt what come is, and it's almost like I haven't <laughs> like grown past that or out of it, and it's still incredibly funny to me. Um, mm. But if if it is to us three, then I'm hoping it is to a lot of <clears throat> other people in the world. Oh god, this whole intro has come. Can we just can we, <laughs> <laughs> can we try and get it back on track? What can we say that's like uh Well I've I've got something I've got a little icebreaker okay. thing, mm. which might save us and Please. then we can just move it, Let's move do it. on. So um <clears throat> so before we start, I've got a little quiz on the brain process. I've got two questions. The first one is it's pretty easy. I reckon I reckon you both probably know the answer. And then the second one, I'll be very surprised. So, um, number one, what is fishy about making beer? I know. Does Paddy know? It's something to do with filtration, isn't it? No. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. It's one of those things where it's like you learn that certain beers are not vegan because they use elements in this way like how lipstick contains fish scales oh. uh, is do they uh, put the beer through a fish's gills to filter it yeah close. pretty close fish bladder isn't it mm. yeah and I can't remember the name of the f- it's got a special name oh, the it's fish a name, it's got yeah. a really weird name does it begin with like a C or something Isinglass. Isinglass. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. But they don't. They don't. It's um, from the dried swim bladders of fish, yeah. and they don't put it through the bladder. So it's not like they hold the bladder in a very tiny mm. contraption and then pour the beer through. They just add the dried swim bladders to. Oh, it moves um, around like brew. in the vat and catches stuff like a kind of silty net. Well, it um. It fluctuates the live yeast into a jelly-like mass. Right. So it causes it to coagulate. Ah, Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, eventually it will just do it naturally, and this kind of catalyzes the process. Right. So, because of the shape of the swim bladder, or because it contains certain chemicals? I uh, don't know. <laughs> no. It's the. So when it's unfiltered, they just leave it for longer till it does it itself, do they? And it'll do it'll yeah, do that. Yeah. And I I would imagine it's kind of like a like the nucleation process. Right, right, so it right. gives it something to grab okay. onto, but but I don't know for sure. So it's particularly frilly. Mm. 
maybe the brownie in the motion, everything's moving around, it keeps on bumping into the bladders and they, they're heavier, so it all sinks to the bottom. Mm. Well, I've, got a, I've got a much more challenging one now. Okay, okay, go on. What, what is eggy about making beer? Is egg yolk used as an emulsifier for... I don't know what you'd need to emulsify. The well, I'll, no, I'll give you a clue. Um, an important term in this is Burton Snatch. <laughs> Burton Snatch? Well, I know Burton, Burton on Trent is where the first mm. like IPAs were made. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um, well, there you go. You've kind of hit um, the nail on the head. So Richard Burton was married to Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, is that related? No. No? Okay. So is it that they, fl they initially flavoured the sort of beer with like... The first IPAs were flavoured with like eggshells or something like that. Yeah, you're not far off. So um, Burtonization is the process of adding gypsum to water. But that was naturally present in the water of Burton on Trent, yeah. which is where they developed the IPAs because they had a and they have a crisp taste, and that's what adding gypsum does. But the uh, characteristic whiff of sulphur which indicates the presence of sulfate ions, which again mm. adds this clean, crisp taste, is known as Burton Snatch. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it should have gone to sulfur. Should have... Should, eggs, sulfur. Should have immediately <laughs> come to me. But uh, yeah. but yeah, they had go. like so superior water there, didn't they? And that's what mm. allowed them to, to brew this, this IPA. Okay, I think we should say that it's it's sad to have to say goodbye to some of these, but one of them we're hopeful will survive. Um, yeah, that's a good uh, point. Because we really enjoyed being there. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That was something I thought was like the actual trajectory of the podcast starts in the one that's actually closing down, moves to one that's... You know, the trajectory gets better. It's got a happy-ish ending, the podcast. So don't feel like this is just going to be like very downbeat... Pubs are closing. Oh my god, this is this is going to be a very depressing episode. But um, one, we are just sensational. You know, we can deal with the the light and the shade. You know, we we handle sensitive situations like this with, I'm going to say, dignity, um, but also good and humour. And I think we bring we bring a real we bring a lot of gravitas. gravitas. Exactly. Thank you, Adrian. I've been waiting and there for is someone a, to say it. There so is listen a properly, all of you new cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a pint at the end of the barrel. There's, uh, you know, it'll be all right. Everything's going to be okay. Exactly. So it's all going to be fine, is what we're trying to say. Um, enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the podcast. Bye. Pints ahoy. Pints off. <laughs>
I want to, I want to tell, start by telling you about my journey over here because I was an absolute lunatic on the bus. And like, I always sit on uh, the front of the top of the bus, the big window. Panoramic view. If the bus is mostly empty, I'll do this. Yeah, yeah. So that seat was that seat was empty. Anyway, some guy got on and sat like two seats behind me. Yeah. I had my headphones in, so I didn't know what was. I didn't notice anything. I could just hear like some kind of noise. I, I was the one that listened to music. I was listening to spoken words stuff. So between them speaking, every now and then I just hear like. And I was just like. And then suddenly, there was just like a vibrating on the chair. So he was... He was like punching, punching the back of the chair. And so I'm like, whoa, whoa. Took my headphones out, like turned around and looked at him. And he kind of just looked at me and then looked down. And then I was like, leave my headphones out. (laughs) (laughs) How old was he? He only looks about similar age to us. Okay. Yeah. And um, did you do the thing of putting your headphones back on and pretending to listen to music, but switching the sound completely off? <laughs> on I took one ear out and just like uh, turned it off in one ear. And um, yeah, uh, oh, yeah I go. I've written down a few things that he said, uh, that he <laughs> shouted out. Uh, so he, uh, he started by going, the bloody change of it. The bloody Okay, that's a very standard ravings. Yeah, standard, standard ravings. Yeah, but that's very like that's quite fifties sort of comic book character. Yeah, people don't I know. Really say well, that he did anymore. it in like quite a posh voice as well. So I was like, is he putting on like a voice? If he then was, he switched if it was to our more... age and he's going the bloody cheek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then he switched to more sort of uh, those fucking bastards. <laughs> those <laughs> bastards. That's better. And then he started shouting, "They've taken my electricity." <laughs> I'm so taking, I'm taking did, it. Did you ask him, what, was my did you ask him what happens? He then went quiet for a while, and I was like, oh, he stopped. And then he just started going, Peter! Like, it's <laughs> different voice, like a high pitch, like, Peter! Peter Kyle! Peter Kyle, will you help me? The Labour MP. Yeah, the MP. Oh, that's the Labour MP. Yeah. Who's the guy that did the uh, song? Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy Kyle. That's what I thought he was saying. Don't right. say Peter Kyle. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. He's, the whole, he's, yeah, he's yeah. the whole constituency. But anyway, we welcome listeners. <laughs> you find us in... Where are we? The Hanover Pub. Ooh. In... Musley Mountain. It is this Moosley Mountain, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite near to Queen's Park. Yep. Quite um, near to the race course, where we're at the very peak of Brighton, the very top, highest points. Are we quite near the race course? Yeah, we are a bit closer to Queen's Park than the race course. Okay, okay. We're probably twice as close, but it's not far to either. Right, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, it's Hanover anyway. We've been here before, but um, it's Hanover. This is the Hanover. We've generally the, had the good experiences in Hanover mm, so far, and this is alright. Do, do you want to set the scene? Um, it's a very airy, very large, very boxy, long, very. I'd say it's wide rather than long. Well, I mean it's long. The way I'm looking, it's long. You, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so if you look at the front of the pub, it doesn't yeah. go deep from no. the front. It goes, no, no, it yeah, spreads yeah, out yeah, left long. and right as long, you come in the door. It's horizontally very long. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's the 
due to the, what's happening this evening, which we'll discuss in a moment here, but it's got a very sort of familiar local feel to it. Like people yeah, yeah, know yeah, this yeah. place and love this place. Well, it's which of, makes it all the sadder. Which does make it <laughs> There's a couple of families with young children. It's a, it's a Thursday evening, like, it's like dinner time for families. Well, at 8 o'clock, it, it is actually their closing down party. Oh, really? Today. Oh, wow. So I think, okay. like, the local... So this place is closing down, basically. It's going to be turned into um, five houses. Five houses. This has apparently been, like, in the pipeline since 2002. It was supposed to close down. And uh, it's just been, like, delayed and delayed for, like, the last 20 years. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Thank you. And so, so yeah, so we're kind of here on the night of its closing, closing down party. Last night. <laughs> just smash them. Do you like Vikings? You just throw yeah, yeah, them on the yeah. floor. <laughs> they encourage all of it. Yeah, yeah if, if she comes round with a cloth and wipes the table, and she'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm sick of it. Clean it out. Yeah, I, I quite like it. It does have, like you say, like a very local feel. It has a nice selection. We've got Adrian's on a neck oil company and Paddy are on Unbar Juices. Do you reckon they're better stocked now or they've not bothered to restock? There's a couple of glasses atop the taps, which suggests to me that they're sort of letting the supplies run out. That's mm. logical. They get to drink it dry for they then it's yeah, the party. Exactly. Yeah. That's probably why they're throwing it, right? Just try it like one last push to get everyone. Maybe we should come back here after the third pub. It's um it is kind of something like yeah, it's it seems like a cool place. From what I read online on the Facebook group. So this is just a comment on the Facebook group. There's no, I'm not fact check this, but someone says that the owner who owned it passed away, and then his sons took over it, and they just wanted to kind of have a make a quick book essentially. And there were, and and there were three of them, and the first son, <laughs> <laughs> and all of their cocks are mangled to shit. Yeah, sure now. <laughs> But yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, I sort of like wanted to do these. Are we calling them glass half empty episodes? Can we call them that? I was thinking, like, you have a glass half full episodes, which where we go to new opening pubs, and you have glass half empty episodes where you go to closing down pubs. I don't understand how the metaphor applies because it's the bad. It's just all it's a part negative of life. vibe. It's all. It's just. So like, should it be negative? Should we not be celebrating life? Well, this is the thing I sort of I'm thinking is like: is this us bearing witness to like social change and coming here to celebrate it? But like, I kind of think no. That's what all these locals are doing. Yeah. Are we doing the sort of equivalent rubbernecking essentially? <laughs> right. Yeah, we're we're war journalists. Yeah. Exactly. Documenting a man whose leg has been blown off without providing any medical Precisely. assistance whatsoever. We're, just, we're buying points. We're buying a couple of points. <laughs> we're turning that's up. That's very much horses bolted. Yeah. But. Um, at the same time, it's good to document these things. These are like big shifts. These things. I mean, I think on the Brighton Pub Odyssey podcast, we take a policy of any pub closing is a bad thing. Absolutely. Any pub closing is a bad thing, definitely. And, and any, any pub, pub opening, opening is a good thing. It's actually a good thing. I think it's, it's good. Unless it's crap. Yeah. Even if it's crap, is I'm it, quite happy for it. Spoons opening a good thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah if it's, it's, a, it's, it's a valuable it's, service to the community. Precisely. Cheap foods, cheap beer, cheap pubs. It's the sign of the times, isn't it? Like the, it, like it's part of the social ecosystem, which is a representation of how well the kind of economy is going and the lifestyles we're all able to lead and stuff like that. So coming and capturing a bit of it feels to me like we got a bit of a slice of life type thing going on here. Whether it's opening or closing, we want to be here to document it. It's a bit like we were the great oxygenation events when the world just totally changed. We were the yes. great pub closing where some more houses were built. When some kind of cyanobacteria yeah. was like absorbed <laughs> by a yeah. mitochondria or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And first learned to... We're, we're uh, here to document industry. when the housing stock went from like... 60 million houses to 60 million and 250,000 houses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're right there just, in that moment. Man, just complete, it's crazy. Complete, it's complete transformation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the future historians will be like, what, what happened to the country? <laughs> well, it's just like, it was almost overnight some pubs closed. <laughs> it yeah. does feel like a lot. I mean, in Brighton, when I was at upgoing age, I'm sure there were like just just loads more bars and loads more clubs and loads. It's like, but how many few actually is it? Well, it could be like I can tell you in the intro. I've got the stats. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I've never been in any place long enough to see the change in the landscape. Whereas I think you're the only person here who can truly comment on how this, the face of this city has changed. It depends what timeline you look at it on, obviously, but like... So, well, okay, in the last... I'm going to wing my stats out now, okay? So, the number of club closures in the last... Between 2021 and 2022 rose 180%. So, in... This isn't in Brighton, but this is in the UK. So in 2021, uh, there were 280 pub closures in the country. Okay. In the country. So that's now up to 512, which is the equivalent of 10 a week. A pub is a big thing, isn't it? It is not like people buying fucking macaroons or something like that. Most people buy. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole sacred, my sacred part of our society. Yeah, it's kind of like when you realise a baby is being born every second, and then you, if you ever go through the process of giving birth to a baby, you realise how massive a thing it is and how it takes such a long time to work to that. That the idea that that huge length of time an event culminates in this one second of a baby being born over and over again yeah over and over the it, magnitude it'll be like of what's as if one baby were born every five weeks yes <laughs> yeah exactly i mean every day thousands of people are having the most important moment of their life so yeah i mean when you sort of like extrapolate that to running a pub, running a business. That's a massive that's an even bigger thing than having a baby, right? That's years <laughs> worth of work. So much stuff goes into it day in, day out, year on year on year. So for a pub to be clothing is a massive thing. It's a huge, huge thing. Especially for the it affects the entire community. It affects the people working here. It's absolutely ginormous. So 
So it's interesting to be here at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, rather than us being here for like the birth of life in the pre-primordial suit, yeah. it's more like going into the future and watching the sun supernova. Anyway, so hmm. did we get into the history? Yep. Have we done? Have we done enough oh, yeah, scene yeah, yeah, setting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay, I'll do this if I want you to. Uh, Wrap it up, move on. <laughs> so, um, the Hanover. So, you know, we spoke about like Hanover in The Lion and Lobster. There was like some connection to Hanover there, wasn't there? Yeah, okay. There's been like a connection quite frequently to Hanover. So, I was like, what, what the hell is it? Basically, Hanover, the Hanoverians were the Georgians. Basically, yeah. yeah. So, like, there was a sort of, well, Hanover in Germany was an independent, like, uh, area before and after the Napoleonic Wars. And it was like Prussia uh, and Bavaria. They're all, concept of Germany didn't exist until quite recently. So you had kind of like Germany as in the area which had Austria and uh, Hanover was the fourth largest independent area within that whole part. And it was sort of tended to be, it was linked somehow to the UK in that the, whoever was the king of the UK at the time would also be the king of Hanover. And so... There was a period where that was true for half of Holland and Spain. So oh, whoever really? was king of or king or queen of Spain was automatically <coughs> king or queen of of uh, Spanish Netherlands or Spanish Spanish something. Yeah. Very well. How the hell? I don't know how the hell that kind of thing happens. Do people just like, it's like this is my land now? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like pen pals that go too far. <laughs> Start writing and suddenly they moved in with you and they they own half of your property. Um, but like so, George the Third. George the Fourth, William the Fourth, and uh, then it ended. Why did it end? Hanover no longer was being uh, sort of ruled by the King of England. Uh, the UK. with the Saxe-Coburg family? Who followed uh, William the Fourth? William the Fifth. No, good guess. George the Second was it Victoria. It was Victoria. And in that area, Hanover couldn't have was Sax a woman ruler. Oh, really? So, so her uncle, who's got a mad name, I don't know what his name, I can't remember his name. He's got like Ernest Augustus, I think he was called, okay. Ernest Augustus. He started ruling it and it kind of split off and then they... Hanover, then George V, who was his son, Augustus' his son, started ruling it as well. He never ruled the uh, was, UK. Was Augustus the father of uh, Victoria's husband? Must have been something. He was her cousin. Right. Uh, uh, his name is... <coughs> going to another pub this evening. Oh, really? Prince Albert. The Colonnade. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Duke Colonnade. Johan von Colonnade. But, like, so, that, so then he kind of took over rule of it and then opposed Prussia in the Austria Austro-Prussian War. There was, like, an Austro-Prussian War. Anyway, 
And so when Prussia won that war, Hanover just became part of Prussia, which was completely separate then from the UK. So there was a link, so I guess like naming areas of a town after Hanover was like, because, you know, ever was fucking royalist, wasn't it, in sort of the late Georgian, early Victorian periods, was quite a normal thing to do. It was just luck who got what. They called it Prussian roulette. Very good. Um, um, so anyway, so Hanover, that's the connection, and I think that's why this place was named such. Now, it was originally called, so it was established in 1855, this pub, yeah, at Hanover. Uh, at the time, it was the Queen's Park Tavern. Yeah. That makes sense. Everything around here is called Queen's Park Road. Queen's, Queen's Park, Park is the first park in Brighton, basically. Okay. Because it hadn't extended north, but it extended this far out. So Queen's Park was built in uh, 1824 as a pleasure garden. And it was renamed. I was going to say, because that was before <laughs> so, Victoria. It still is. It's, it's rough, though. It's like it's the worst park in town. It's always covered in pigeon feathers. I just walked through it now. Yeah, it is. I like the size. It's hilly. Yeah, it's quite hilly. I've, I've, had, I've spent some good days in Queen's Park. It just always seems like there's a lot of, like, weeping willows, and it's kind of... Just a bit gloomy. It's a gloomy. It's a gloomy duck pond. I'll say that's a very duck gothic duck pond. Yeah. But it was probably quite nice when it was first made. Yeah. You know, it was known. It was a pleasure garden known as Brighton Park, and it was renamed Queen Park, Queen's Park, in honour of Queen Adelaide, oh. uh, who was uh, William the Fourth's wife. So she was uh -huh. the Queen of England in like the eighteen thirties, just uh -huh. before Victoria. Um, by Thomas Atry, who was like the guy, rich guy that owned that kind of land. Very, very assuming to name a park the name of the city. That's mm -hmm. like imagine if Regent's it was Park the only was originally park. called London Park. But there will have been a London Park. Nah, definitely. At some point, there'll have been a London Park. No, because London as a centralised park. No, 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 no. I reckon there is. I reckon. Yeah, we're not going to London Park. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so this place was originally serving the Queen's Park cricket ground. That was near to here. And um, yeah, so you'd have lots of teams coming in here, getting drunk. And uh, it was interesting, like cricket. The sound of leather on wickets. The sound of pig's butter on oak. The sound of... Boxes and jock <laughs> Boxes and jock straps reverberating. <laughs> slapping oh, against the yes. wall of the pub. The twang yeah. of the banjos <laughs> which string on a sweaty bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever worn a cricket jock strap? No, never. A box? Yeah, the box. Have you worn that? I've worn a box. Have you, you worn a box? I've worn a box. The, the interior. I, I had mates who had posh ones that had breathable holes because the interior does get coated in a layer of condensation of the box. Because you're, you're sweaty, your bollocks, sweaty yeah. balls, basically. So you could technically, in a desert, you could drink your... <laughs> oh, your scrotal condensation. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but there is something quite 
powerful about having a just a protection over that area that you can. Do you feel like nothing can stop you when you you've got the armor? Like nothing can stop me. I can take on the world. The world is my clamshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? I, for sport, right? Not for fun. Why are we wearing them? Cricket. Oh, cricket. Mm. Cricket? Boxing. Boxing. We've come full circle. <laughs> so it's, it's essentially a thong. It's the only bit of fabric is there, and then the rest is elastic straps that go around. And there's something quite like uh, sexy? quite sexy having like just is it like a under your butt. Does it go between your cheeks? No, so you don't get a crack line. Okay. It, 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 the, the other bits are just round. Oh, they curve off around. And then there's a waistband. Right, right, right. And the the, the the do you put it on before everything else? <laughs> you put it on over boxes. You're not wearing over boxes, okay? Yeah, right. yeah. Right, right. Uh, because well, I guess I would have felt I had to wash padding. it frequently. Right, right. I mean, you right. probably should oh, wash your it own after everything. Was it? No, you're not sharing them. You're not sharing boxes, okay? No, no, no. no. Different sizes as well. How often were you playing cricket that you needed your own box? I went to a private boarding school. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) What the fuck were you (laughs) doing? You're probably quite good then. I was a good bowler. I was a bowler, yeah. Yeah. You got the gangly long arms and the heights. Yeah, I can imagine you being. I hated fielding, so I was scared of the ball. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, if someone hits a stone at you really fast, you don't. Your first instinct isn't to be like, I'm going to catch that. Well, yeah, so this was serving like um, the cricket ground. Uh, the landlord in 1859 was a William Hallett. Okay. Um, he set up a brewery, which later became... Captown Brewery. Correct. Yeah. So he owned this pub. And this pub in 1927 was updated and designed by... Old Leopold the Third, Denners, as we call him. Really, Leopold Denman. This was one of yeah. his. This was the, it was built, but then he updated it. This thing has been so befied. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know. He's if you look at his finger, exactly, it's just all over. He's just like got meat and potato on his little finger, apple on his index cherry. finger, cherry on his American. middle finger. He's got American. He's got key lime on his thumb. That's just the left hand. On the right hand, he's got um, your mum. He's got mum pie. He's got pigeon pie. McDonald's apple. He's got McDonald's apple pie. Which that finger is just gone. It's just gone to the nub. There's just a nub there, basically. Uh, He's got meth pie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is just uh, that finger. Uh, subsequently, it's, it's there's no end. Yeah, you, can't yeah, no end. you can you can measure it as a whole, but you can't break it into uh, into yeah. chunks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my fingers are the same. You can't really you can't, can't break them really, into chunks. Exactly. It's not um, a mum. What? Mum. Mum pie. Mum. Mum. in India. What's mum pie? It's a city in Mumbai. India. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so so Dennis. Um. <clears throat> Sorry, can you say the name of the person? Leopold Denman. Let's call him Denners from now on. All right, but for the listeners' sake, we can pretend to be education. Yeah, exactly. As it was originally called the Queen's Park Tavern, I thought I could tell you some stuff about Queen's Park. So you're saying like it is a bit of a rock park now, but I actually think it was probably quite nice at the time because when it opened, it had an aviary. Uh, and an ice skating rink. Wow. 
and it had a royal German spa, which the ruins of it are still there. So they're done in this kind of like Greek ionic pillars, this big entrance, like with these like five, six massive pillars at the front. Yeah. What the fuck do you call that? I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, going back a into colonnade. Like, yeah, like a, like a colonnade. But then what's the bit, you know, where there's like a bit before it goes into the building? Natrium. Atrium, okay. So there's like pillars and atrium and then like a quite a grand, large building. So the spa was built by a Dr. Frederick Struve. Now, do you know who Dr. Brighton is? No, but there was a pub called Dr. Brighton's. Mm -hmm. the there was, which is now closed down. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a head shop in the lake <laughs> yeah. that would sell like bongs and like things that are technically legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Brighton's. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was. Uh, Richard Russell, I think his name was. Dr. Richard Russell was the guy that first popularised Brighton, made it a place to go. Oh, did he sell it to George IV? Yeah, basically. He was one, him and George IV became two of the main people that sort of started getting people down here. There was once that royal connection happened, everyone was coming, but Dr. Brighton written like a paper on the healing properties of salt water, particularly the salt water in Brighton. And so he was selling it's different this like to the salt water in Dover. Exactly Honestly the man, I've looked at the original document. He charters the salt water in literally every single city you can imagine in the world. People started coming for this, like, it was called like the Sea Cure or something like that. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But anyway, see, there was this sort of history of people coming to Brighton for health benefits. And I think this Rick Frederick Struve was trying to kind of capitalize on that. So he came here, built this spa, this sort of Italian style spa. German. It was a German spa, but it looks Italian. Like the, the, <laughs> no, it looks Greek. Sorry, it looks. <laughs> but he was German, so it's right, not a okay. German spa. Um, so this German Italian Greek spa was opened in the nineteenth century. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it made um, Ursatz mineral water. So using like carb, like some kind of carbonation process, it like created like Ursatz. fake, like fake, fake. yeah. Hmm fake kind of mineral water so it wasn't mineral water but he put some kind of like salts or something into it to make it kind of fizzy and like feel like it had healing radium or something stick it in asbestos it really bubbles up my skin's bubbling up as well this is really good skin's peeling off this is amazing ten years younger yeah, so he, he added a load of chemicals to it and, and people would come and again, like, go there for the benefits. Anyway, after it had, like, died down the success of it, uh, they turned it into a factory for bottling water okay. in the 1880s. So they just were like, we got all this busy water. Did what they going to use it water? Fake busy yeah. water. People have been swimming in to make clean the skin out of it. <laughs> um, so they farm. This bottle of Perrier has got a plaster in it. <laughs> uh, nothing like water with corns in it. Delicious. Good for what ails you. Yeah. 
Um, so, Struve, this guy, this doctor, did he invent the strudel duvet? <laughs> he did, which is like a duvet, which is like a lattice yeah, that like grows over you. <laughs> exactly, uh, hot raisins, that's what keeps you warm at night. Um, so, 1963, here's their little... Um, advert of theirs look it's a it's like a woman in a bottle being poured out and the t the tagline is the magic touch <laughs> what does it say let me read you the thing it says this is for the water or the pot soda this is struve mineral water okay, okay. which was like sort of the pop at the time like an image of a drawn image of a woman in a bottle yeah actually trapped in the bowl so yeah they can't get out it's probably as bits of women in the water as well <laughs> yeah, exactly. but i like they've got bits stars as well as mm. bubbles in the those water. are corn those are corns oh yeah those are very cool <laughs> corns um it says but I quite like this. Being well over 100 years old, Hooper Struve just loved tradition, especially the traditional Christmas. We're all for it. <laughs> just the same, we're the first to admit that it can be exhausting. <laughs> there comes a point when even the most nimble Noelist has... has Sorry, to... what? Even the most nimble Noelist, Noel, Noelist, has to sit back and say, what I long for is a long, long drink. For whiskey and this, or gin, Cooper Struve products furnish the perfect this. The superlative that. <laughs> nice turns of phrase here. You may even be so invigorated that you will fetch the children out of bed and start the Yuletide rough stuff all over again. <laughs> Not a fan of that. That spoiled it. Quite like that. Come on, kids, it's time for some Yuletide rough stuff. <laughs> I like it. Don't like that at all. Oh. Son, <laughs> I'm half cop. Wake up. It's time for some mule turd, yeah. your rough stuff. Bring me my fizzy water. It's time for the rough stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, Good stuff. So that's, that's the Hanover. Um, but it's kind of nice to see... I mean, it's round here. Like, that's what I don't understand. It's really big. I can't tell if that's just because it's the last... Round night. is the wrong word. No, but uh, nearly there's, every there's, table there's people is in here. Yeah. You know, it's doing well. It's yeah, a yeah. Thursday night. It's doing pretty well. Yeah, it's not round. We're not... We're, everyone's... It's the last night, night, to be fair. Yeah. It's a shame. I, I, I hate to see it. I mean, I, 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 it's one of those things that I'm like... I kind of wish I'd come before because I feel guilty just visiting on the last night. But then oh. there's so many places like this that we're going to encounter where we think, I would love to come to this pub again, but you never would unless you lived here. Should we head on to the next place? Off we bomb. Heights ahoy! Heights ahoy! Heights galore. The Colonnade Bar. Finally made it to the Colonnade Bar, having always gone past it and just thought, oh, it's going to be, it's a, you know, yeah, who, who meets in a theatre exactly. bar? Exactly. Um, you wouldn't really think nice. it was, like, necessarily that welcoming, but mm. it is lovely, isn't it? It's got, like, 
drapes all over the place. It sort of feels like you're backstage at a theatre or something like that. It feels it like is. a pub you might go to before going to the theatre. <laughs> Yes. It, is, it is much smaller than I thought it would be. I thought it would be about twice the size of this. It is absolutely tiny. It's what I was expecting, to be honest. Yeah, this is what I was like, expecting. You can't imagine a place on this row to be too expensive. Yeah. yeah. So why is this on our list of glass half full pubs? Closing because it's shit. Are you going to talk that quietly the whole time? If I'm saying it's shit, it's closing because it's, it's shit. But is it fully closing? Um, well, who's done the research? <laughs> well, I read the initial article, which is how it ended up on the list. Yeah, so it's um, basically the theatre is buying it out, and it's going to be turned into another theatre. So the, the theatre royal's got, I think, three bars within it, and so the so. When lots of people have complained that this place is ending, um, yeah, is ending, is closing. The the theatre royal people have said, "Oh no, no, no! We've got no intention of closing it so down." So it's not We're directly just... associated with the theatre itself. It's not affiliated. I think it wasn't, but it's being maybe the theatre merged into the foyer. Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah, it's expanding the theatre. So stay as a place for serving refreshments. It will still be yeah. a bar, but it's going to be one of the as the owner of this place des des described, um, slow service. <laughs> Expensive, busy. Will it serve those uh, cups of ice cream? Yeah, tiny little ten-pound cups of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and chalk ices. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's let's do a bit of scene setting. We did a bit, but like, yeah, it feels like he walks into a theatre. There's drapes all over. Mm, red it's velvet nice. drapes. Yeah, red velvet drapes mm. with tassels hanging up, golden tassels. Red corner. I mean, what's that? It's not. It's corner thing at the side. Of what's it when there's a pattern on the top? It's a red. Oh, embossed yeah. ceiling. It's yeah, it's a pattern ceiling that's like uh, oh, it's, it's very nice, yeah, really. Very, and very, like, very dark woods with grass around the bar, padded bar. We're sitting on a golden bonquette. Ooh, this is plush. Yeah, lovely, lovely <laughs> I won't change. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's got one of those, I like on the bar, it's like a curved bar. It's got one of those like golden uh, rails that run all around the front and around the bottom as well. I think we sound so absolutely can... insane if we're overheard describing in detail. <laughs> 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 it's supposedly where us calling it a bar comes from. Oh, because it had a bar on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like luxurious, but it's got a seedy edge to it. Sure, absolutely. There's pictures of uh, lots of famous people on the walls. As you would hope. And there's like some posters of, I assume, are old productions. Like, well, we've got Lava, her Madam Butterfly Inspector calls. It's the classics, the standards, you know how GCSE when, texts. You know how when they <laughs> yes, ban exactly. smoking in pubs? You go into pubs that you went into regularly, mm. and it was weird that there wasn't any. Oh yeah, this anymore. place must have been an absolute. But this place thick. still looks like it should currently yeah. allow smoking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. But back it? when it was smoke, I mean, this place must have got incredibly smoky because it doesn't seem to be ventilated at all. It's, uh... What would you call this? Oh yes, this is a lovely feature, isn't it? So on the so table, was... there's a long, massive table. Which goes all the way up to the ceiling. <laughs> tiered, it's a tiered table. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sort of like if you go for afternoon tea, you get one of those trays mm. of cakes that have got three layers. You know how we do that. Oh, yeah, we do that all the time. If you listen to our other podcast, the, the Afternoon Tea Odyssey. <laughs> 
Yeah, the afternoon tea perambulation. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah, it's good because it's like sometimes you stand up and you don't want to reach down for a pint, so you've got a table for when you're standing up. Yeah, while all your friends are still sitting, you just decide, I want to stand right now. Yeah. Do you know, do you know who uh, W. Heath Robinson is? W. Heath Robinson? No. He's sort of... Um, he was like an early 19th century illustrator who used to create these um, blue Goldberg cartoon contraptions okay. of like how to feed 80 people in a house with limited Oh yes, space. now I've seen right. these. Yeah, I know what you're you might have seen these. And it's like, uh, it would always be like floors that could be pulled up on ropes and they would have holes in them that would come down right, around right. people and you could lift the table Yes. Up. This has this, would, that, that, this is that to quality it, yeah. to it. And it's well, got what? a bar. Yeah, so exactly. interesting, we are actually here during a production, and it is the intermission at the moment. And the we just had the call that it's three minutes to theatre. Mm. And so, yeah, not that busy during a production. Or a dead production. Oh. It feels like one of those things that there should be an official, like, like a call for that. Seats, please, or something that must be like <laughs> yes. an official thing that people say. They just turn the lights off and on. They just turn the lights off in this pub. That's usually if you're at a show, they'll just turn the lights off and on in the in the bar or something. Ding, ding, just ding, to annoy ding, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's that strobing? Oh, the film must be about to start. The flame must the flame must be about to start. Yeah. Yeah, plays are high. I think they have <laughs> three friends, three theatres, and three plays. It's very long. You get kicked out every time. For talking throughout <laughs> the whole thing. For describing exactly yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, to yeah. each other. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to see the scene. Yeah, I'm trying to see, <laughs> I'm trying to see what the scene is. What people whose actual job it is to set the scene. <laughs> Well, the people at home aren't going to be able to see it, are they? So <laughs> 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 have you ever watched a pirated play? <laughs> what, like a cam job of a play? Cam job? Yeah, that's what they call them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, where they film a cam job. They call it cam jobs. Ten pounds down the back alley for a cam job. I thought that was just a pirated That's where someone just films you. <laughs> <laughs> On their iPhone, <laughs> and you pay them for it. They don't send you the video. It's just you yeah, like them building. It, exactly. You know? um, no, it's nice though. I, I, it's got a very cool vibe. Um, it's also got little figurines, <laughs> not little figurines, like like half quarter life size people. Mm. One in the window. I don't know what she's doing, but she's sort of like a Victorian maid, would you say? Kind of dressed? Yeah, like, like, a, guy that's... like a, um, a pantry lady. Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah. She's got a big kind of bonnet on yes. and an apron. The bonnet looks like a Georgian dumpling. Yeah, it looks like it's been... It does look like she's got a big jellyfish on her head. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very it's stuffed. Controlling her brain. Would that have been padded then, those things, inside to keep them up? like? Oh, she's got a lot of hair in there, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guy behind you, he's balding guy, he's got like a bow tie on. He's just a waiter, I think. He's also got an apron kind of thing on. Yeah, he's like a French cafe rouge. Yeah, exactly. Quite cool, though. Hmm. And there's lots of like magician's hats and, well, 
top hats. They've got, yeah, like, they, but top be, hats but they've got canes that look a little wise. bit like magician-like <laughs> ones. <laughs> like giant ones yeah. and like gloves next yeah. to champagne bottles and like golden shells mm. all around the top of this sort of... But it's interesting um, how like it's Noel Coward era theatre. Mm. And when people think of theatre, that's still the era they think of. Exactly. That's sort of just like, hey, nanny, no! Yeah, precisely. Like the producers when you take tipping your, your tip right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of jazz hands sort yeah, of stuff, that kind of thing. Apple. Yeah, musical exactly. Yes, precisely. Jesus yeah, must have the famous <laughs> musical <laughs> performers. <laughs> classic duo. Has to be in a musical. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, let's uh, tell us get down to I'm fact town. <laughs> I'm assuming this is, this is back to 1806, motherfuckers. Wow. 1806. Okay. Um, yeah, so, 1806. Still, oh, no, yeah, you... you, you. Still, I was just going to say, still George IV, is it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, in fact, yet, it's... Oh, he? what the hell? He's still regent yeah. in 1809. No, he's still king, isn't he? Oh, so he became king in 1809, did he? Jesus. He was only king for like a tiny bit. Which, which George did you say it was? So it was, um, in fact, George the Fourth gave royal assent to the theatre to be built. Right. It was like, build me a theatre. Uh, nice. Opened in 1807, and the first productions of this theatre, which we are not in at the moment, we're simply in an adjoining room, which later became a bar. But the first productions were Hamlet, and the other production I would like you both to tell me what it was about. It was called The Weather Hawk. The weathercock. <laughs> okay. What was the weathercock about? It's a sort of uh, a period farce <coughs> where a man is courting a lady, but uh, he stumbles across her making use of a gentleman's urinal. <laughs> and then the rest of the play is this sort of like. What's going on behind the scenes? There's a dramatic they irony, <laughs> but the audience knows, and he just doesn't know whether or not. Oh, she has a cock. <laughs> <laughs> right. The one I think I've heard of is about uh, a guy, and it was very risque for the time, but he had a weather vane instead of a penis, which sort of responded to the. Uh, to the elements, mm. particularly wind, particularly his own wind, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so every time he broke wind, he, he was suddenly the roof of a bar. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he would, whichever way it was pointing, we're all men. We know what it's like. Whichever way it's pointing, that's how you it's feel, rain. right? When it's pointing <laughs> down, you feel quite relaxed. You can get on with things. When it's pointing up. One track mind, yeah, and it was very much the same for him. So every time he broke wind, that would set it pointing so up. He was a flatulent. Mm, <laughs> exactly, was, uh, he was aroused, aroused immediately, and he'd have latest. to he'd be going pursuing women. <laughs> so he would, he would, <laughs> exactly, that's it. And so he would very often, yeah, you know, like you say, go lie on a rooftop in the hope that a breeze will point it back down again. The thing was that he all, couldn't all, all, physically yeah, control all, it with all his amorous liaisons yeah. ended in tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah, many people were stewards. Yeah, yeah. Surgeons were needed pretty yeah. much every time. 
So um, yeah, well, that was the that was the kind of the grand irony of the whole thing. It's like whenever he was aroused, he he couldn't get himself to the point that he was unaroused. It was all at the whims of the wind. Mm. And, that famous and line. Oh, Eunice, my darling, there's a storm brewing. <laughs> and Eunice was uh, the name of the weather vane. <laughs> you're both correct. It was a okay. famous epic play in two parts, and those were the two parts. Wow. And obviously, it was all a metaphor for having needing stronger morals in a yeah. Yeah. fortitude, mm. grit, and fortitude. Yes, it was all yeah, yeah, about. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Mm. Um, I wish I'd been there to see it. Because it's all become very sensitised now. It's very route one to open a theatre and go like, what should we put on? Hamlet. And the weathercock. Right. <laughs> the one where he holds a skull. You know, that famous like, cartoon image for what the theatre is. Well, it only just been out there. It's the hottest thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, it, it had been out been for out 200 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It been out for quite a while. Like, to us, Shakespeare is ancient. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. For them, it's like... So the distance between them and Shakespeare is the distance between us and them. Yeah, yeah I think. Fuck, yeah, is it? It's one of the things we can tell you're getting old. The uh, Back to the Future is actually closer to the weathercock than it is to today. It's, or was it the other way around? <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Closer to the invention of the internet mm. than she is to. Than we are to the invention of the internet. <laughs> well, that was about William. It was about. It was about George the Fourth. I was just going to say that, like, he doesn't didn't come across to me as the most kind of like erudite, uh, you know, cultured person. He seemed like a bit of a hedonist. I reckon he wouldn't have like known what like good art was. And so, like, when mm, sort of pr- think... what do we want to show him? Mm. Go Route One. I don't mm. think theatre. I don't Where think theatre. The theatre was... <laughs> wasn't considered to be fine art mm. back then. Right. In recent oh, years, really? theatre is considered to like so it's supposed day. to theater be like hedonism. Like, theatre like, wasn't like for it's like the modern people. day sort of uh, is like throwing shit. Big Brother, basically, it's like oh, you're yeah. wiling your way around. And people. <laughs> well, it's like you're too dumb to read a poem, so right. go and see people say saying stuff. stuff yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's not for the readers. So it's kind of like when the TV came in, they were like, oh, no one's going to be reading That's anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And at the time, again, I assume it was like, you should just be reading, stop watching people act out things. Socrates um, railed against the written word because he, he, said just wanted to the, speak. he said it would make the Athenian youth lazy at memorising stuff. Right. So he thought books and like, written literature <laughs> was like, this is going to ruin the new generation. This bar that we're in at the moment is not in the theatre. The theatre's got several bars, mm. but the most fascinating bar of them all, we're not in right now, it's a secret bar in the theatre behind the stage called the Single Gulp Bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything. Is it just our minds? Well, Why do they have these names? Oh, because oh, it's a bar, because you drink in a yeah, bar. Yeah, no, it's right? called the so Single Gulp Bar because bar. it was, it was a bar shots, only yeah. open to the actors, really, right. and their friends, and it was behind oh, the bar. they come out for a quick... And you could come out for a quick... Mid-performance. A quick little gobble. <laughs> right, so you go <laughs> in, yeah. neck a drink, it was the, the, and you can, you, have a, you can have a quick cup of tea, a quick shot of whiskey. Mm. Um, but, mm. like the, but royalty vis- ended up visiting it, uh, it became quite famous, it was completely covered with pictures of people that had been there. 
And yeah, a hidden little bar that um, still exists to this day. Really? Is it up those stairs over there? <laughs> well, it's behind the theatre stage, so... Oh. But apparently, yeah... Let's add it to the list and we have to break <laughs> into it. Actors, actors love, especially stage actors, love nothing more than, like, being part of a circle to which they have access to exclusive shit that no one else has access to. Of course they do. Everyone loves that, don't they? I yeah no exclusivity. I don't, I don't, like, the, like, I don't like being part of something that's sort of like handed down tradition. You now no no, but that's circle. oh yeah yeah. I suppose like the um, what's the the foul joke that like comedians have the right of kind of passage oh, the, aristocrat. the, the aristocrats. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. kind of like you have to be a comedian and then you're really able to kind of tell that joke sort of thing. But then because of the documentary, I think everyone now mm, knows is, it. is in on that world. Mm. But that would be commitment to the cause. If we put that on the list and then we all, the three of us had to become yeah, 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 actors yeah, yeah, yeah. to get into the bar, yeah. quickly whip out a recording and yeah. go, what do no, we know about this place? Actors. We have to get on the stage yeah, exactly. of one of the more prestigious theatres <laughs> of Brighton. We put on our own performance. <laughs> we of, like, to, when we, when we to... tour the country doing the, doing the podcast, we do it at the Theatre Royal. Yes, we can that's true. Yes, yes. Mm. exactly. Mm. I like the idea. I'd like. I'd like to be a stage. Yeah. I've got two more bits. Um, still, when did when did this place open? So yeah, we've been talking about the theatre. 1907. 1909. Oh, was it 09? No. 1807. <laughs> the ascent was granted yes! in 1806 and opened in uh, on the 27th of June, 1807. But what opens in 1807? The theatre. The theatre, not right, the bar. Not the so bar. the yeah. bar kind of opened in 1854 when John Edwin turned these premises that were previously occupied by a bootmaker into the colonnade stores and refreshment rooms, which then became the wine and supper rooms. It became a hotel in 1859, and at some point it just turned into the colonnade bar, and now it's operated now by it's the Golden Lion Group. Yeah, it goes. What was the first one? The colonnade stores, refreshment stores rooms. Stores and refreshments, wine and supper. Wine and supper room. And supper. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine this being the a wine and supper room. What tiny. would the supper be? That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can imagine it being a, wine. That's but, such a supper. lovely combination of that words. That is nice. Wine and supper room. Wine and supper <laughs> makes me feel really taken care of. <laughs> now it's what, the, the, the beer and coke. <laughs> <laughs> like crisps and beer. The crisps and beer, yeah. yeah. Some way down the line it'll be uh, vodka and smack. So yeah, it became a bunch of stuff, then it became the bar. And that was in around the 1850s. In 1866, we're going back to the theatre, there was an explosion which took the roof off. Much. Uh, was, the it, was it the Weathercock 2? <laughs> yeah, the Weathercock became <laughs> the weathercock so tremendous and exploded. Yeah, exactly. This time it's anal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, an explosion. Was it from the theatre? It originated in the theatre, yeah. Okay, I think it was. Um, did they have gas? I assume they have gas lanterns, right? So the lime something light to do with lime. Really, oh, the limelight gas. Yes. Really? So the, what? Go on. Well, explain me, what the limelight is. Let me read from the 1866. Um, well, Argus. and not not the Argus, but uh, 
an, an issue of the era, which okay. is a stage, um, stage newspaper from mm -hmm. 1866. It's got commas in really weird places. Apparently, comma usage has changed yeah, over the years. <laughs> yeah, well, it's pretty bizarre. From its opening, the Brighton Theatre has been singularly free from panic, which is weird because I was going to describe. It's a great review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On one occasion, I love that. I absolutely love that. I would, I would, if I, if that good review could be about my life, it's I singularly would be so free happy. from panic. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, it's like a way of describing. Since leaving the mental hospital, Daniel has been singularly free from panic, panic. for eight yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy who's like super free from panic. <laughs> On one occasion, some years since, an occurrence, nice. <laughs> which at one time appeared calculated to lead the mo to le which at one time appeared calculated to lead to the most serious results. It's like a Dickens. It is it's like Dickens. Like, and yeah, to, to wit. Yeah, 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 yeah. An occurrence took place yeah. about which there was a thing that happened. Have you ever, have you ever read the first sentence of, um, what's he called? Charlie Twist. Oliver Twist. Charlie <laughs> Twist. <laughs> Oliver in the Chocolate Factory, you're Charlie thinking. Charlie Twisty. <laughs> Twisty Charlie. <laughs> Tale of Two Williams. <laughs> yeah, Oliver Twist. It's uh, it's no. it is like a page long. It it's one on sentence. Yeah. It's honestly like an entire paragraph. It's madness. Yeah, they didn't they didn't um, they didn't really do short sentences back then. No, they? the more clauses, the cleverer. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, yeah. so yeah, um, on one occasion, since some years, an occurrence took place which at one time appeared calculated to lead to the most serious results. It was during the run of the annual Christmas pantomime. So they were still having pantos back in the That's 1800s. The transformation scene was just about to be unfolded. What's the transformation scene? <laughs> the transformation! Yeah, it was a very that different is, thing. Is like it was an occult ritual. It's where, it's where the donkey becomes <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the transformation scene was just about to be unfolded when the bags in which the limelight gas was stored burst, carrying away a portion of the roof and seriously injuring the man working the light. Panic prevailed, and um, blah, 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 blah. People fainted. It was shit. That, what, what? I don't understand how the limelight worked then. So that's where that word comes from. To be we in the limelight. Because uh, obviously electricity didn't come in until mm. later in the 19th century. They used chlorine gas. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it wasn't chlorine, Not chlorine gas. chlorine gas, but like, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was produced from uh, the gas that came off of lime dissolved in water and whatever you get, like methane or I, I don't know. Yeah, right. it was Burning a, that yeah. produces a very bright flame like mm. magnesium. So they use the burn? You can then direct yeah. that with mirrors mm. to, to focus that on someone. Yeah. Yeah. So would it be like a, an actual lime light? That, it, that, it, was, yeah. was, it was green? You know how lime no, is calcium? No, no, lime is in calcium. calcium. So it was more... No, that's just carbon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Calcium hydroxide. Mm. Okay. Sounds much more caustic. It's, yeah, it does. It sounds very. Uh, <laughs> Actually, it's worth hearing the very end of this this newspaper article because it is the, the the image is a bit of a farce. So basically, well, actually, it's not very much longer. So I'll read the end of it. So panic prevailed on the stage, and the curtain was promptly run down. So everything exploded. They put down the curtain. Um, 
The report caused great consternation in the house. The report, meaning the loud sound. Oh, like, like a the report of the guns. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, this is funny. So the report caused great consternation. What's <laughs> 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 going on? <laughs> but Mrs. Chart, with great presence of mind, rushed before the curtain and succeeded in allaying the very natural... In mooning the whole audience. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she allayed the excitement caused by the mishap. The Gaze present- thine eyes upon this anus. <laughs> the presentation of the transformation scene was entirely out of the question. <laughs> and, <laughs> I apologise, but the roof has the... come off. We and, cannot continue. And the re- no, the reason for that is not the roof had come off, but the, the transformation scene was out of the question. For the ladies of the ballet had all fainted from fright. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so... But well, you well, don't well, know well, what well, the... Oh, so but it's okay. The, the hmm. day was saved. Because the first scene of the Harlequinado was run on, and the ready-witted clown Martini tumbled in and kept the fun going at a furious rate, and the panic was averted. So the audience was the ready-witted. The ready-witted witted. clown okay, Martini. Right, right, right. <laughs> Always have a clown on standby at a pantomime. Yeah, yeah I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. So we don't know what the the great transformation scene is, but we know it includes ballet dancers dance somehow. I like I like that if you're doing a play. You just have a clown in the wing, just <laughs> yeah. in case. Just in case the roof gets blown up again. Boring. It's, yeah, funnily enough, clowns went out of fashion when electric lighting came in. Yeah. They always needed a clown on a martini ready to tumble onto the stage and avert the panic. Is the lack of the transformation scene a bit kind of like um, Dylan going electric? Is it like <laughs> such a massive core part of like what people would be expecting that... We'd basically just riot. I yeah, we need to get a clown out there. Any, if the transformation scene involved visual effects, that's it's, what people okay, went to. Um, mm, it's right, a trope. Right, right. The transformation scene is a, is a trope of okay. theatre. Okay. When something undergoes a train, change, like, like Cinderella. Is yeah, it like the transformation scene. It turns like into a pumpkin. when the nerdy high school girl takes her glasses off and takes her ponytail Bingo, off and she's yes. really hot. Yeah, and right, she yeah, turns yeah. into a tuba. It's always clown. about turning into vegetables, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 I see. It's like when the frog turns into Prince and he belts out a load of his, uh, uh-huh. a load of his main hits. When uh, Bottom changes into a donkey. Yeah, exactly. He blows the euphonium. What are we going with here? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Baloo the bear turns into the madam of a brothel at the end of the Jungle Book. No one saw that coming. <laughs> Beats Mowgli into submission and pimps him out for 22 <laughs> years and says, This is what the jungle's really like. It's dark down here. Yeah, it says, Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got fun and games. <laughs> there was an adaptation in there, I think. Yeah. What, an adaptation of Jungle Book soundtrack by Guns N' Roses? <laughs> <laughs> I feel Quite like this way. place must have like so much. I mean, that's all was great stuff, but, but it must just have like. Lo- we could do like I imagine a couple of hours just on this place, right? There wasn't anything on the actual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, but on the theatre. I think the theatre. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all about the theatre. Probably yeah. every place we would have gone to, this would have had the highest frequency of 
famous name. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there must have been some crazy shenanigans going down, but unpublished, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to see it as it is now. It's cool. Mm. And, like, okay, it's going to get knocked through into the theatre. It'll still exist on some level. We probably, I mean, we wouldn't have come in here anyway normally, but, mm. like... But it's nice to come in. I've, I've really enjoyed yeah. just sitting here and having a drink. And I One haven't Star felt... Wonders. Oh, oh, yeah, please. No. Oh, really? No. None. Only Ever. two one-star reviews on TripAdvisor, and both of them sounded like drunk people that got angry for no reason at the bus. Right, right, right. It's quite, quite impressive. I mean, it's it's quite, really, like, over-the-top reviews. It'd be weird to actually demand the level of, like, your standards. For yeah, like you're this. just having like, a drink, aren't you, for between the theatre? Mm. Yeah. That's the thing, this is probably one of the only places where you're absolutely <laughs> You know, uh, Snakes on the Plane? Yeah. Let's yeah. see the original. <laughs> we should read that out. So it says, bees on the boat. No. <laughs> 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 Percy, Percy, <laughs> come quickly. I'd love to see the trailer for that. <laughs> what are you doing, Sydney? Stop waving your arm around. We're on a boat deck. There can't possibly be any insects here. <laughs> There's a bee near my, <laughs> my drink. This winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when you thought there wouldn't be any bees. <laughs> That's when you thought yeah, yeah. That's when you thought the summer was over. Beans. It's like the Sea World. <laughs> so it was on a boat in the winter, and you were out at sea, and you were attacked by bees. <laughs> and it wasn't a honey hauling. Like it wasn't. Was it carrying bees? Was it? Oh, there were beehives. No, no. There were just bees on the boat. They came out of what, what are we going to do? Just go into the hole. There's no bees there. Why? Well, there's no bees. There's only bees on the boat to make. We've only got sugary drinks and beer. What are we going to do? Oh, okay. Well, that was very fun. Should we, um, we pub. get on to the next one? On, on pub. On we pub, on did we you pub. just say? Mm. On we, you're tired of pubs. On we pub. On we pubs. Oh, yeah, I am mm. bored of life yeah. and pub. <laughs> Actually, that would be pub on we. Pub on we. Mm. <laughs> pubs? May we? Pub all over my dirty face. <laughs> <laughs> Pints ahoy. <laughs> Simultaneous. <laughs> are trying to sleep. Why would anyone build holiday apartments next to a live music venue pub? Curse you, Brighton City Council Department that deals with planning permission. Curse you! Prince Albert. So, where are we, Paddy? We're at the Prince Albert pub. Hey. Hey. On Trafalgar Street, just under the station. 
Absolutely. Probably... Okay, I'll put it this way. This is the only pub I've come across that we've done that has a Wikipedia page. Really? Right, right, right. Oh. Yeah, one of the most iconic pubs in Brighton. It's got to be, yeah. If not just for the uh, kissing policeman Banksy on the side of it. I mean, yeah. It's, it's really near the station. Mm -hmm. If you're a tourist and you don't walk down Queen's Road, this is the first pub you're going to come across. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. With good reason. It's got the Banksy on it. Plus, the the rest of that wall is also like an amazing mural to music, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, by who? Which artists? I don't know. Actually, the, the postman who does all of the. Oh, no, like, is it the postman? Uh, it, yeah, was like, it was like Q and Sassy Nyai or someone. Well, okay, I thought the postman did a bunch of them. Maybe they have an alter ego or something. Mm. Or maybe multiple people. I could be wrong. On it. I might have made that up. I was looking might at be chat GTP. GTPT lying to you again. Mm. Yeah. It's got um, one of the images is of uh, a big John Peel, isn't it? Which I feel is quite. John Peel. John Peel. Yeah, not John Peel. <laughs> John Peel. John Peel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the French so version of John Peel. It was uh, the. Mural of John Peel and the mural of the pissing coppers. Kissing coppers appeared at the same time, roughly. Okay. Because John Peel died in 2004. Right. And the coppers appeared there at the same time. 2004? Yeah. So in nearly 20 years. Insane. That's mad. Um, and the Peel one has actually been painted over with a new one. Right. Because um, it was painted as a tribute, whereas now they've tried to incorporate it into the new mural with all the new artists right so in 2012 i think uh they added about 27 new artists uh i've got them all here on a list <laughs> they're all dead musicians except there are two people that are not musicians hmm. oh, three if you include john peel okay who are the two people that are not musicians it's gonna be a mandela up there it's gotta be a, nope. a nelson can we do uh 20 are they related Ooh. to music Mm, not really. Stephen Fry. One of them is related to like the seventies rock and roll era, but he's uh, split. Andy the Warhol, famous dead British, British. person. Oh, uh, okay, Let's George see. Best. Very good. Oh. Yes, of course, George <laughs> Best is on there. Right. Have me saying it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Even if you'd said it. Absolutely not. The other one is quite a surprising one. Very famous, well-respected actor, but would not have been necessarily my first choice. Uh, John Travolta. Dead. Died in, I'm going to say, the year 2000, because I know it's very famous when he died. Uh, Brandon Lee. They had to get around his death. Oh, come on. What's Stop milking it. <laughs> sake. Gladiator. Okay. Oh, Oliver Reed. Oh, yes. Reed. Oliver yes, Reed. Okay. Yeah. 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 I said it first. <laughs> Don't care. Um, <laughs> Don't care because you love. So, yeah. Of the 26 dead musicians that were added, you, you can guess basically who they are. It's pretty yeah. obvious. Why are we here? Why is this on our list, like with well, the colonnade and the uh, So of the three pubs that we're going to, this is the only one that's not definitely closing down. Yeah. And I'm quite optimistic. I don't think it is going to close mm. down. So in August 2022, there was a planning application for the 
Ripley car rental next door. Right. I think we all know that. We've all walked past it. I've never really... I always thought it was part of the post office, but yeah. it's not. It was a car rental place. And it got bought by a development company, and they are looking to turn it into... Flats. Their, their planning application claims commercial development, mm. commercial use. However, the top floor is going to be holiday lets. And most people seem to be quite cynical about whether the commercial development is actually commercial and probably will be residential eventually. Because apparently, once you've got the planning application approved, it's very easy to convert the function. So you can just say, yeah, we applied for commercial, but actually we want to turn it into flats. So probably right. this new They must do that all the time. I think it yeah, happens yeah. all the time. And... Uh, yeah, like nine commercial units, two holiday lets, and everyone knows full well what's going to happen. So, what's going to happen? Well, the, the well, yeah, basically, if it becomes residential, the people that then live in the flat next to this venue, which is like a very prominent new music venue in Brighton, if where it's one of the only, yes, it's one of the only places you can play. Apparently, the yeah. bedroom is going to be. Sharing a wall adjacent. with the drum kit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So it's not going to work. <laughs> you'll end up having noise complaints, and a noise complaint is not like you can petition it. You just have to do something they about take it. it. Seriously, yeah. yeah. But still, that 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 person that gets that Airbnb again, gonna be so pissed off. I mean, what an idiot! But imagine you've booked an Airbnb somewhere, and there's a drum. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's understandable that they would be pissed off, but it yeah. should never be let. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not defending yeah. them. I'm just saying that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. the blame yeah. the blame exactly. falls 110% on the property. Can you, can you catch if you just turn the door? Oh, this is a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah. And also, like, it's a Thursday yet. night now. And it was fucking, it's fucking loud in here, yeah, isn't yeah, it, yeah. now, so... Although um, the music from upstairs seems to have stopped, unless the music from downstairs I think, it's, I think you just can't out. hear it here. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't hear anything, yeah. so... <laughs> Is your ear still unblocked? Now it's blocked again. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry, that's a bit of a second. It, it happens all over the place, yeah. and it's really frustrating. You see, it, like, people convert something next to a pub into houses, knowing full well that they'll be living next to a pub, which is a social place, which has relatively late opening so hours in the night, it and happens, then the noise can happen. happened to the Free Butt in 2010. Oh, the Free Butt. The, the Blind Tiger in 2014. Really? And Sticky Mike's in 2018. Sticky Mike's right. Frog Bar. Someone pointed out online that all of the closures are separated by four years, which is an interesting conspiracy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Theory. I think the yeah. Illuminati might be involved. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah, one yeah. is now five years. Uh, yeah. just, well, technically, the planning four. application went in last really? year. Really? So, wow. Uh, when the application was due to be closed in December the 10th or 11th, um, Basically, the owners got people to flood the application with comments. Mm. And there were some really good ones, like really impassioned petitions for what makes Brighton good and like why people are proud of this city, what people love about the culture. I'm going to read out one of the comments because I think this is very well put. Mm. The holiday home's use of the proposal is symptomatic of an insidious creep towards hollowing out everything that is good about the North Lane. Airbnbs may represent a short-lived boost, but are the slow death of a community. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. hits Strong. the nail bang on the head, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. Yeah, do you really want to sacrifice what is essentially 
an institution, a Brighton institution, for the sake of... 1998. Or, let me just play devil's advocate for a second. (laughs) Now, I live in, let's say, Haywards Heath. Let's say I live in a, a London satellite town. Let's say I live in London. I want to go down to Brighton for a good time. And to be honest, I don't care about some scummy punk kids playing their shit music too loud. I want to go to the newly opened Chain of the Ivy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I want to pop would. into the very large TK Maxx in town. Yeah? If I want to go to a bar, there's a Weatherspoon. There's an all bar. There's a fucking all bar one. So Why are you coming to Brighton? Why not just stay? Because it's cool. Why is it cool? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you assume that everything there is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, some yeah, random yeah. little pub doesn't right, mean yeah, exactly. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. homegrown. I want to know who this person is that goes to an old all of one, them, all of then them. to a TK Maxx, <laughs> yeah, yeah. saves the money, followed by the Ivy. Quite a lot of people, I think, actually. I'm going to spend... Eight pounds on a curry and a beer, then get some six pound sunglasses that should have been 20 pounds, and then spend 200 pounds on a really fancy meal. It's everybody, it's everybody, yeah. everybody. Yeah, save on what matters and yeah. spend on what doesn't. I think that is the key demographic in Brighton. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. to agree with your devil's advocate, the planning application said that this block of nine commercial units and two holiday rentals would bring jobs to the local area mm. and help preserve the conservation of the street as its <laughs> previous use was disruptive. You know how we were already pissed off by thrifty car rentals <laughs> yeah. and how much they ruined the vibe of this area. I hated it. I hated it so much. I'm so uh, glad someone is coming you know what, to save us. I j- like, people are petty, right? Like... When I was getting the bus here today, um, part of Western Road is closed off. Yeah. Have you been? You, you've seen probably. Have you been I on the bus there. down down towards? I take buses. You know, it takes there. that detour. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen all the signs yeah. outside oh, yeah. their houses? Our yeah, yeah. It's like one bus a minute. Yeah. This is hell. Yeah. Save us all the yeah, like. Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. hanging out of these things. It's yeah. like. Two, two years of this is like, it hasn't been two years. Yeah. No, it's going to be two years. It's going to be two but years. But that's it. It's, going, it's two years. Yeah. It's going to be two yeah. years. But plus, yeah. it's buses going past you. It's yeah. not like people are raving. How loud yeah. is a bus? It's not that loud. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the ultimate definition of NIMBY. It's like, yeah. these houses are really expensive. We don't want to have to deal with seeing the poor. Yeah, let them go along yeah. the fucking. Yeah, but there's yeah, people yeah. living in those flats as well on mm. on Western Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The shops. Yeah. Who cares about them? No, it's when rich people have to see <laughs> poor people on chariots of poverty. Exactly. It so makes like, them uncomfortable and they hate it. I can imagine the same thing here. Like people like going. There's always people picking up cars in that fucking thrifty <laughs> rentals outside of driving off. Yeah. You know, they look so happy they're going on some kind of holiday because they've rented a car and I'm staying at home <laughs> and I don't need to see people going on holiday when so I'm having to work or I'm walking to work. Oh, it could be people that work here going, 
I'm just getting to work. And what do I have to see? A happy family driving to on yeah. holiday on their rental car. <laughs> I don't need to see that. What I want to see is another person complaining about a noise. You <laughs> give <laughs> noise complaints about the nearby pub. The reason people visit <laughs> cities, the people, people go to like tourist attraction cities, because mm. the spirit of that city dates back to like the working classes and what they've done for that city and the traditions and the culture and mm. the folk music and all of that. All of that comes from normal people who now can't afford to live in any of those places because of cunts coming in, buying up expensive properties and saying, oh, I actually don't really want poor working class people near me when I have to go to bed. We don't need enough. So we've got a Deshume opening up, haven't we? That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> That's true. That's all fine. But think of this. And this is completely unsubstantiated. And I have no That's idea if any of it's true. But... The kooks could have played here. They did. Do you want a world without the kooks? Without the future kooks? The Lemonheads could have played here. I they don't think they did. Do you want a world without the future Lemonheads? I do want a world without the kooks and the future kooks. But no, I mean, Adrian. You think you do, but you've been sold that ideal. In the first year they became a venue, Snow Patrol played here, and I'm quite happy in a world without Snow Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone good ever play here? Um... Idols and Fontaine DC have both played here. In the uh, last yeah, five yeah, years. yeah. They're quite popular, good. aren't they? They're popular. Uh, Wolf Alice. Like yes, yeah, I love cool. Wolf Alice. I would burn the net, the thrifty get motors to the ground <laughs> if, if it meant keeping Wolf I Alice in the world. You played here. I played here. There we go. Did you really? Peel, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow Patrol. Wolf Alice. I yeah. played a synth pad very badly. For a band who was the band, it was the band of a guy that I lived with for a little bit, and it was, was really it quite bland right and music. the planning application went in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the final nail in the cover. Like something about this. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, did you get much of a crowd? It was mass. It was a big crowd because it was like the Friday Battle of the Bands thing. So it was... and that must have meant the world to you at the time. No, no, no. Explain no. the feelings. <laughs> no, I didn't give a shit. No, it was quite embarrassing. It was, the whole thing was bullshit. It was like it, I was living in a. The guy that was living with me on St. James's Street had a band and I said that I do music and I do synth stuff and he was like, oh, come and play with me. And then I went to a practice and it was really bad, but I was like, oh, it's quite fun to be in a band and we did a gig and it was shit yeah. and I just stopped. Was it embarrassing or was it? It was fun. It was a laugh. It was fun. It was a it laugh. It was a laugh. Was it character building? And yeah. you've gone on to be one of the great <laughs> synth artists oh, yeah, absolutely. in Brighton. One of the artists, yeah, 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 of yeah. all time, exactly. exactly. Yeah. One You're artists, one of yeah, the yeah. artists of all time, and I've always said that about oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always said I'm one of them. Yeah, but well, definitely I have one been of them. To, I've been to many gigs here and always enjoyed it. Like even if the band's been something I'm not into, I've still had a really good time. I'm oh, I have been hammered every single time and it's been brilliant because <laughs> yeah, yeah. this this it's a high, high rise res res <laughs> really high res the, the gig room upstairs has the vibe of a house party mm. it doesn't feel like a gig venue it yeah. feels like you've stumbled into someone with a big living room it's just a big house yeah, the whole place a big, is yeah. a big house you feel like you're stumbling into yeah exactly someone's front room but it also has a sort of because they have the lights quite low and there's a bar up there. It has a sort of and clubbish the bar's vibe like a where a bit. sofa should be, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. absolutely love it. Oh. Yeah. Brilliant. But don't give up hope because there's massive public support for this place. And I think 
the developers, if it goes through, they're going to have to they're going to have to be very careful because I think the, the the level of public animosity towards them means that if a complaint actually were lodged, it would get burned down. Like so, Caroline Lucas has been on board. Um, the decision is going to be made at some point in the next month or two. Really? So, so we're on a knife edge here, people. We're on a knife so, edge. So this is a plea to everyone listening. If you have the wherewithal... To if, burn down... <laughs> influence, <laughs> the thrifty rental. council planning application decisions in the Brighton Pavilion constituency. Yeah. If you sway your big dicks and make it happen. Exactly. Make it not oh, save me, Peter Kyle! So, Trafalgar Street is one of the primary east-west routes through the area that follow the original leakways. Oh, the leakways. What are leakways? When you have a Prince Albert, <laughs> it's hard to maintain a steady stream. So. Yeah, it leaks way too much. Very good. Not even close. Yeah. Uh, it's just paths between fields. Oh, okay. yeah. That's fine. What, so a leak is a path. Leakway, L-E-A-K. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah. Um, anyway, nah. this, <laughs> this was originally a three-storey townhouse built in 1848, Ooh. but it was converted to a pub in 1860. Uh, however, it was commonly used as a hotel or inn because... Ooh. It's by the station, for the station workers, come on. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That come makes on. more sense than it's massive. <laughs> um, so I'm going to skip ahead 150 years and talk about Banksy's mural. Please do. Um, probably, if not the, I'm going to say top three most famous Banksy works of art. Which is saying something for a really famous. famous there's that. There's the girl with the red balloon. Yep. Uh, and maybe the, the guy throwing the Molotov cocktail yeah, yeah, flowers. Yeah, yeah. The rat. The rat one. Yeah. Rat one. But there's loads of rat ones. Yeah, well, rats. Just rats <laughs> in general. Rats. Yeah. The one where he's like, oh, capitalism's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's really like famous. One. Yeah. Did you see there was a bank scene the other day? Bad, but I will. Take the million quid. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, last week there was a Banksy put up on like the outside of like a kind of barn building, and um, it was a building that was going to be knocked down, but it was being, um, you know, it was like kind of uh, like the the people knocking it down were sort of responsible for it. Mm -hmm. Immediately they kind of got up the next day and just painted over it straight away without like saying anything to the owner of the actual barn. So, just lost him probably oh, about shit. a shitload yeah. of money. This one was like, shit, someone's graffitied the thing. Quick paint over it straight <laughs> away. It is fascinating that someone who's inherently anti-capitalism has the power to create something of mm. immense market value. Yeah. And that he's used that quite cynically in, in quite a clever way. Like the whole shredding painting thing mm. it was just disappointing that that then increased its value because mm. it made yeah. it newsworthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't um, escape it, really, because people it. are fucking ridiculous <laughs> idiots yeah. that want to basically be in an episode of I, Nathan Barley. I like the fundamental message of what he does, which is... Capitalism is bad. Well, yeah. The world is fucked. But, like, we are uh, inundated with advertising and marketing in every corner of every city, mm. and mm. billboards are everywhere, and so graffiti is no worse or better but in many ways it's better because it represents genuine thought 
and human feeling rather than advertising which sucks all the joy and passion out of everything. Uh, anyway, well, and it's over. done for an artistic reason. It's done. There's a motivation behind yeah, it. That it's isn't purely about money. Yeah. Um, so the mural went up in 2004, but it was vandalised massively during a period where um, there was a 28% rise in homophobic hate crime in the UK up until 2008. So the four years after that mural went up, the UK saw... I'm not saying it caused it, I'm saying it <laughs> represents a period of oh, intense homophobia in the UK. And so it's like, was it, was it a piece of art that was trying to say... Um, he did it in Brighton. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a commentary on we're accepting gay culture yeah. and it's, it's, it's a part of the fabric of our society. But then to some extent, some people say that was it mocking the police mm. and attacking them and right. using them being gay as a mm. sort of, that's a funny thing to mock, to mm. use as a mocking tool. I don't feel like that would be like Banksy's sort of MO, really. It, no. Yeah, because it feels more celebratory yeah, than It's more anything. like the flower yeah. and the gun, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It's the love exactly. over violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, depressing precisely. that it took on a, a grim tone because of the nature of how it was vandalised afterwards. Mm. So people were scrawling over it and taking chunks out of it because mm. that notion offended people. That notion of a British institution and having an LGBTQ theme to it clearly strikes at the nerve of conservative Britain. It's still there, right? No, so it was replaced script. with a replica in 2008. Oh, but the replica is still there. I think so, it's in a glass box. The replica went up in 2008. Right. So for six years, this pub mm. had mm. the original on mm. plaster. Mm. I kept it because it belonged to the pub, and then they sold it in 2014. Mm. For? Two million pounds. Wait, they quid. sold the replica. No, no. Original. They replaced they had the, the original, edges. just wasn't outside. Uh, two million? Ten million. About 600 grand. Oh, right. Which was, like, less than the auction's expected price. Um, I mean, the pub used the money to keep going, but a lot of people were quite um, critical of that decision. Because you're Where? essentially taking something that was a public work of art, oh. and you're putting it into the private market. And it's inherently, you know, Banksy's inherently an anti-capitalist artist, the notion of taking a public artwork and it's on someone's it property to some those. prick yeah. in Miami who wanted it in Is that who has it? Well, the auction was in Miami. I'm not sure if it was right, right, American, right. but... Yeah. Basically, some rich knobhead in America. Yeah. yeah, it's... I mean, it's, it's almost inconceivable that... Um, work of art that famous would survive in the back alley by the station <laughs> in Brighton. But yeah. still, it's kind of like, it would be a wonderful story if it had survived and was still there visible to everyone in the original. Yeah, that's a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. But it will be more of a shame if the pub closes down. It'd be more a shame if the pub closes down. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll that be definitely more of a shame if another bad thing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I mean is if that's managed to fund them and keep them going and, and you know, it, it, I know what you mean. It, it is a public thing, but if they felt, they must have felt they needed to do it. 
yeah, that that yeah. that money helped them survive in a highly competitive. Mm. But maybe they can take where the replica is and put that above the bed and the Airbnb that they're going to build, and then <laughs> yeah. they'll bring in loads of yeah. money. Yeah, and this is all just Airbnbs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the entry area of an office block. Mm. Yeah, that'd be better. Um, you know what's got the best Airbnb scene in the world? Brighton in 2150. And then you have, have to break. We, have we got any Cockring facts? Um, Prince Albert facts. Okay, okay, okay. Come on, Eden. So it is, and this will blow you away, this fact. A, a piercing in the knob. Of all of the possibilities, it is the most popular male genital piercing type. <laughs> is it really? Wow. What are, what's number two? No idea. <laughs> yeah. What others are there? What, what, bollock piercing? Through the ball, what, yeah. how, how is it... So just explain it for the listeners. Okay, so it goes through Salva. the... What's you. the word for it? The eye meters. of the penis? Meters. Thank meters. you. Meters. Uh. The, the meters, which for those that don't know, is the eye of the penis. It's like... Uh, so it goes... Through down, the eye. Down the metus. Let's say eye, because people don't know what a metus glands. is. Glands is another word. The urethral opening. The cock. Eye. The cock lips. We can Ooh. say eye. We can say the eye. We can, we can say, say the eye. eye. So it goes the... down in oh. through the eye. The, uh, and along the urethra. Of, um, the, the frenulum, where the, where the banjo strings meet. Ooh. Where the... Where, where, or, you know, all of the bits of your cock sort of come to uh, the back. Okay. Where it's all pinched right at the back. So you want to where the balls are. Yeah. So you, you've got you've got the you know the seam of your cock. Yes. And the banjo string. Yeah. The frenulum, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the frenulum. Okay. The frenulum. So that's a bit there. It's not just the most sensitive bit for me, is it? It's, it's very, an incredibly it's very... sensitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the sensitive bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most sensitive. It's the clitoris of the cock. If I've just come. Don't touch that, or I'm going to exactly. Yeah, 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 I'm going to scream. <laughs> jump into a lake of ice. So you pierce down through that, and it comes out. And a tr the traditional piercing is a ball linked to another ball, and the friction that occurs between those points is invigorating, stimulating, adds an extra pleasure. Oh, that's why people do it. Is it? Yeah, it's an extra pleasure. Thing. It's not just a sort of fashionable thing. I, I think it's, it, 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 it supposedly heightens the experience. There's a risk yeah. that's carried with the piercing, but it's, <laughs> it, 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 it heightens uh, pleasure. Yeah, I always want a bit of cold metal rubbing, rubbing through away. my gland. Why does it have a tongue? It's, the concept of it is horrifying to me, but, but I'm I sure in practice once it was, it's yeah. done, yeah. I can kind oh, of... Just imagine that point at which it's done in the most sensitive, yeah, yeah, most sensitive I don't, I don't, bits. Um, I don't want to imagine it, but once <laughs> it's done... I can see how it might be. It might be interesting. This is like the perfect storm of extra cuts because we're the most drunk and we're in a pub called the Prince Albert. It's like... It was all going to end <laughs> yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. It was always going to end like this. Um, obviously, uh, okay. So. What's the etymology of it? Do you know the common theory as to why? Because he had one, wasn't it? Like the. Because he had a uh, metal stud in his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so the story is that he got this stuff. He was actually very sexually prudish. He was very prudent. Very prudish. 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 
prudent would be like he wears yeah, a condom. Was, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prudish. Mm, okay. That's a word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, prudish yeah. is a word. I just yeah, he's very uptight about it. Yeah. Um, but the theory is that he... Okay, so there's two theories. One, he got it so that he could um, tuck it back between his legs and have a chain going into her butt plug that allowed him to secure his cock. Oh, yeah, he was really prudish. <laughs> So that it wouldn't flap around when riding. <laughs> what a so British! Oh God! No, no, why no is he just letting go? There's no sexual no, intention behind it. No, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, like I want to be very clear that this is a pretty practical measure. <laughs> Stick it on my arm. But I found that when I'm riding, Stick my this. it's it's my 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 it, you know it's, it's flapping around a bit and um, it keeps knocking a yeah, tiny. Yeah. And I think the logical place is to use shove, it it shove something up my ass, <laughs> attach my cock to that, and then we ride around really vigorously. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes my nipple shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could just attach them to the blinkers on the horse, yeah, yeah, yeah. just by a long wire, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, well, I found so uh, its head's going down. And um, sometimes I feel like too much blood gets to my head. So yeah, you yeah, can yeah, yeah, just yeah. bag and bag me up as we get on and, the um, horse. I keep yeah. on grinding my teeth. So if you could put a rubber ball in my mouth. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, and also I find uh, like a plain rubber ball quite stimulating. So if you can just coat it in amyl nitrate, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> so that's the first theory. The second theory is the style of, and this kind of holds because if you look at the style of gentleman's trousers from like Jane Austen films. Mm. She didn't make films, but films based on Jane Austen books. Mm. They're tight, like jodhpur riding trousers so if you had a penis it would be very visible through those trousers so it was a way of like um right. again, hiding you really don't want other people to know that you've got, <laughs> you've got as, a as, penis. A, as a man famously yeah. it's like you definitely don't want any kind of bold showing so you want to minimize that. no no, no but that's literally it that's it, it was like the ancient vulgar, yeah. if you look at like my yeah, they used to think Davis, little, little, little Willies were the most beautiful. Anything yeah. big was barbaric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Little Venus is completely naked, though. <laughs> yeah, but Prince Albert <laughs> would not have wanted his masculinity to be displayed mm. in, in such a way. Right, right, right. I mean, pre Queen Victoria was also famously quite, quite prudish as well. Mm. There seems as. Although yeah, they did yeah. have nine children, yeah. so not that prudish. <laughs> oh, is that Prince Albert? Is that, it's it, yeah, Queen Victoria's uh, uh, the prince consort. Just right. pull your cock out of your ass and fuck me again. Unhook <laughs> <laughs> your cock <laughs> from your fuck ass. With your <laughs> cyborg dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, we... Um, we hope this place survives, don't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um... And like you say, it's it's looking not as bleak as as the Argos might have made out. made out. Basically, stay tuned. We're going to find mm. out in the next month or so okay. what, what what happens. And probably it'll get approved, but I think they It'll just have won't, to be commercial. They won't have a leg to stand on if they make any complaint about this place because it's it's too valuable. A vast you know what a vast means.
Don't take it away from me, please. I'm begging you, please. That was the last chance you'll have to hear any of those pubs. Mm. I'm going to miss that, Hanover. Mm. I really am. It's only a, a, a swift... 90 minute bus ride from my house and I could <laughs> it's very practically my local yeah, I'm really going to miss it the highest hill in Brighton but there are going to be a lot of people that miss it and the Colonnade uh, and the Hanover it was the first time I'd been into either of them mm. and I wish it hadn't been the last yeah um, yeah well if know. you want to I'd like to go to Colonnade again but <laughs> Hanover <laughs> fine we can do one I quite liked it I, I thought it was all right. Um, you were just grumpy because you'd had to walk there. <laughs> <laughs> and you were I liked, late. I liked how dry I was in the Hanover. That's what I loved about it. It was nice really and dry. Nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. prior to our... Yeah, the thorough, best thing about that pub was that wasn't it, it wasn't raining that heavily when I was walking to it. High <laughs> <I> praise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the colonnade will still be able to go to if we um, frequent the theatre. Um, and hopefully the Prince Albert, they can, um, you know... Sort it out. Keep yeah. it going, sort it out, not let these not let these fat cats in London... Eat the rich. These bloody bankers... Coming down here. Exactly, buying up property, oh. loaning it out to yuppie business types that travel up from Brighton to Canary Wharf. If you're one of those types listening to this podcast, you can fuck off now. <laughs> I've got a guillotine just waiting for you. <laughs> but yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of history in that pub. Hopefully it does, does, does remain and we'll, we'll be champion it, championing it to our... 168 listeners <laughs> and they said it would never work <laughs> but it was 98 98 listeners ha, even better <laughs> Did, haven't gone over 100 you know what too many you know it's like with friends you have like if we get 126 max. can we say we've got hundreds of listeners definitely yeah. if we get 100 we can say we've got hundreds mm. we can say we've got hundreds now we've got hundreds of listeners hundreds. Yeah, I, I mean we can we can say that it's not true though, is it? No, it's not true. No, it's a lie. Do you have to have more than one hundred and ninety nine to say hundreds? No, if you've got one hundred and one, you've got hundreds. You've got the first hundred, which is full, and you've got the second hundred, which, yeah. which is filling up. Yeah, right. So hundreds work like boxes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've got two boxes of stuff. One is full. Yeah. Yeah. If it was yeah. sets of hundreds. Yeah, we yeah, have we have, we have a hundred, and then there's another one that's waiting to be filled mm. with hundreds. So, and but all as the you negatives. say, Paddy, it's not one hundred yet. It's ninety-eight. If we get to a hundred listeners, that that will be a pretty good achievement. If I think. you're if you're listening and there's someone with you, please email in so that we know to add that figure to the total. Because at the moment, mm. this is based entirely off Spotify counts. And that's please email true. because only. One of our mums and one of our friends. <laughs> two of our mates. Two, two, two of our friends have, e have emailed in so far, so it would be nice to get an email from them. If you're listening right now, just send it, even if it's abuse, even if it's a picture. Yeah, of even if it's just like part, horrific, vile. Especially if it's abuse. Yes, exactly. That's what we created this podcast for. We're giving it out and we feel we can take it. Uh, well, I know you two can. 
and I, I have a therapist, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, and, and jingles, we can rip off three bean salad and say, um, yeah, you can feel free to reinterpret any of our jingles, especially the mm. theme. Send it in, and we will play it. Well, that's a very commonly done thing. I don't think Three Bean invented that. Um, I'm pretty sure I've heard that done mm. on other other podcasts as well. So, so yeah, send in your uh, in- interpretations of jingles for sure. I did write down. Is um, this corrections? Mm. Should we play the corrections jingle? Spin the wheel, lad. We're changing course. For I have made an error, and it is in need of correction. Why were, We never found out, Adrian, mm. why it was called the colonnade. Because of the, uh, the structures outside, it looks like a colonnade. Oh yeah, the whole thing is like a big sort of Romanesque it's, kind it's of colonnade. It's literally in the colonnade, yeah. I reckon that's yeah. it. Right, that's all the corrections I've got. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, tune in next time. (laughs) Cool, well, on that note, um, thanks for tuning in. Um, Keep your your radio turned up this side of the dial time, and um, we'll see you on the the next haul. Cowabunga. Pops ahoy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, pints ahoy. Pints ahoy. Pints ahoy.